0: Welcome to the Switch Island Desert Island Cartridges episode 29. My name is Ben and I am over the ruddy moon to be joined by a man who's w- widely regarded as the world's biggest bell... bell... Bel- bell... Oh, bel- bell... bell... bellionaire. That's it.
1: He's, he's got a lot of bells in Animal Crossing. And that's Dan. How you doing, Dan? Hi, mate. Thanks for that. Bells for days. I like it. Nice. The uh torrent of abuse from you, like normal. Great, thank you. <laughs> standard, standard intro. Um How's how's the turnip prices, your end? Shit, mate, one two, three at the moment. Oh, awful. awful. I bought them for one oh four. It's a nightmare. Not yeah. great.
0: I got I bought them for one oh four and the bastards were offering me thirty four this morning.
1: Woo! Yeah. I had eighty yesterday, so not great ridiculous it's, it's, I it's a fix
0: yeah but um a fix speaking of a fix yeah ah,
1: okay. can
0: you see where i'm going I like with it. this it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah? yeah yeah oh he's, he's jumped in hasn't he uh, our, our <laughs> guest <laughs> our guest for today from the switch indie fix podcast and website and clothing line is adam how are you doing adam
2: I'm very good, very happy to be here with you both, finally.
0: Yeah, finally. Know. It's been a while, long time
1: yeah. coming.
2: We've, we've planned it, and then it's fallen through, and then we planned it again, and yeah, finally here.
0: Here we are. And we've even had some technical issues setting up tonight, so hopefully this goes well. We yeah, get this one I, feel, in the I feel like
2: that's standard for the, for the course with a podcast, there's always something that goes wrong right before you
0: want to record. It's yeah. weird, isn't it? Yeah. But, but we do it anyway for the love. We do. Yeah. We do. That's why we're um, in um Exactly. Family. But no, uh it has been a long time coming. I think you were one of our first uh Patreon supporters, if not the first. I can't remember, Dan, can you?
1: No, can't remember.
0: I
2: don't remember think, yesterday. I don't think I was one of the first. What I don't think I was the first, but yeah, I definitely was there early days for you boys. Like yeah. um I'm not sure how we kind of got to know each other, uh, way back in the day when we were just buff. New to the to the Nintendo Switch scene, and you know, mm. recording our podcasts and having bees fly through our window—you know, <laughs> these, those <laughs> yeah, days. It's, it's not like that now. Now we're we're real professionals, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it must Absolutely. be about two two years ago that we we started kind of like chatting on, on Twitter, and then mm. yeah, you've both been on the Switch Indie Fix podcast. I've, I've been on a couple of Switch Island podcasts, so yeah, it's nice yeah. To, to be doing stuff with you again, boys. That's
0: good, it's like yeah, family. I think, um, yeah. It is like family.
1: I was going to say, like, I remember engaging with you uh, on Twitter when we first started out. And it yeah. was like, oh, he's nice. And you just oh, start thanks. talking to a bit and you're just like, oh yeah, he's a really nice guy. And then he just kind of went from there and then Pete was always like, he's a really nice guy. And when Pete says someone's nice, that's yeah. it and That's, you know, that person's gold. That person's <laughs> getting a Christmas card. Don't fuck <laughs> out, We Don't fuck well, about Well, Two years is later, it, I'm it's still, never, still it's waiting for my He's never
0: said Christmas that about me, account. has he? No. No. <laughs> Pete. Mm-hmm. Then, no. <laughs> Good, good yeah. judge of character, then. Good old Pete. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks, boys. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, Adam, so for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with you and what you do, can you just break down what Switch Indie Fix is all about?
2: Yes, yeah, so we, as the name suggests, we're a website and podcast, like you said, about uh, indie games on the Nintendo Switch. Um, we try and focus more on like the, the niche games that... Um, Maybe some some other places miss out on, but um, I you know are still enjoyable to play. Uh, yeah, we started off as a website. It was just me doing it by myself and trying to you know get a review out every month if I could, and then uh, then started a podcast. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of like snowballed from there. And as we were talking a bit a bit before the show, like right now we all have a lot of time, so I'm putting most of my time into the the podcast and and the website. Uh, I think right now there's nine guys that are writing for the website so i've kind of moved on to more of an editorial and um marketing position you know marketing mm-hmm. in quotes um but yes it's it's going really well uh, and also producing the podcast so yeah we have the switch indie Oops. fix podcast that that comes out almost weekly depending on how much indie news there is and yep. uh <laughs>
0: yeah we hear that we know we know that feeling yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the almost weekly podcast. Um, but no, it's brilliant. I've, I've, I think I've been listening to it from day one. Love it. Thank you. Love what you do. I think putting that focused on indies is good because of the tendency is just to get swept up in the first party and AAA stuff. Yeah. So it's quite nice that you do put that spotlight on some of the smaller games. What, what have you been playing recently? That's kind of jumped out at you from the indie scene.
2: Well, because of the last. Just because of the global situation uh, i've been at home the last week on holiday so i actually tried to do five indie games in five days so play and review an indie game a day didn't quite work out um i think i ended up doing four and not reviewing the last one which was a bit annoying but um so i played a game called pan pan which right now mm. if you listen to the podcast relatively soon to when it's released it's on sale for a pound at the minute like a really wow. cool uh puzzle game uh it has like kind of vibes of Hyperlight drifter to it as well with the way the game tells its story through, like, um, kind of um, the way the story is played out through the world. Uh, and then I also played play that P- Pikuniku, uh, which is yeah. from Devolver Digital, another game that was on sale, uh, quite a short one. Uh, but, like, literally it was LOL in whilst playing it. It's such a funny game and uh, <laughs> really, like, interesting concepts. He, he kind of plays this 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 animal, I guess you would call him, who everyone thinks is this, this horrible monster and it turns out that you're actually like a really nice guy. So the, the guy, the people in the village that you're supposed to be terrorizing, they're all like, oh yeah, cool, thanks. Uh, can you go and do some jobs for me then? And you kind of just get tra- swept up in this really funny story about taking down this, this like comical, um, like evil corporation. So yeah, it's definitely another good mm-hmm. one. If, if I don't know if it's still on sale, but if it is, you should definitely pick it up.
0: Yeah, it was on quite a deep discount recently, wasn't it? And I think it it's on like it's still at like number 2 on the charts, I think, because mm. of that. Yeah. I've, a, I think it went yeah. down to
2: about like over here at least. I think it was about 3 euros, so it's probably a few few yeah. pounds less. But yeah, definitely worth picking up.
0: Do you think Devolver are the best publishers in the indie indie scene on the Switch at least? It seems like everything yeah, they uh,
2: put out is banging. Yeah, I think they're definitely up there yeah. in terms of like um I guess how how would you say it? Like you know that they they kind of uh, vet everything that they do, every game that they they play seems to be one that they actually like, and they mm. want to you know they they have like this branding where they're kind of like the outsiders of the publishing scene, and they want to stay mm. very very indie, whereas um, quite
0: punk almost in there. Yeah, their exactly. Philosophy, like, aren't they? It, yeah, yeah, I like
2: that. exactly. And
0: yeah, Brewdog are publishers, aren't they?
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And what are you what are you drinking right now, Dan? Oh, a, a BrewDog, a Dead Pony Club, actually. There, there we, go. we go. There you go. Oh, very nice. What are you drinking, not, Ben? Not sponsored by BrewDog. I'm, I'm actually drinking one from um, Beer 52. Not oh, sponsored yeah. <laughs> by Beer 52. Uh, some American pale ale called mm. Boundary. Uh, I don't know. Boundary? I don't know.
1: It's very nice. It's very Come on. Oh, that's good. Good. Adam, what are you having?
0: What
2: are you on? Uh, I have, it's called an Otterkringer. It's an Austrian what? lager. What? actually mid down the road from where i live i live in the area of otterkring and otterkringer is the the beer from otterkring so cheers boys cheers cheers, cheers.
3: um
0: so speaking of having a drink we've got a uh resident pub landlord who who might want to have a word now haven't we
1: oh, are we doing that already <laughs> <laughs> if is he there <laughs> He is here. Do you want me to come? <laughs> yeah, wheel him yeah. out if you can. If he's a wheel pal. him out. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I will and find him. Um, it might might take me a couple of seconds, so just bear with me. Is that okay? Yeah. Just
0: yeah. Right. Where, wherever he okay. is, we can, we'll carry on. We'll carry on chatting. Where
2: what uh, chat what games have you picked up in the sale, Ben? Because uh, I noticed on Twitter that you um yeah you, you had a quite a few new ones up on there.
0: Yeah. Good question. Uh, I picked up wind jammers. Finally, it's ah, nice. been on my yeah. wish list for a while. Brilliant. Really simple, but really good fun. I, th- I feel like that'll be good with like a couple of people rather yeah. than single player. It's just got quite a basic arcade mode where you just go through trying to beat your opponents. Um, mm-hmm. And then what else did I get? Earth Knight. You played that? Oh, yeah. That's like the that Endless Runner the-
2: one, right? Where you're riding on dragons.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which looks cool. The graphics look awesome in that. And I... I think that was in one of the uh, Indie World. Oh, (laughs) I know that sound. (laughs) He's he's coming. I'm Freedom Finger and Galaxy Champions TV. Uh
4: Fuck off, Ben. Oh, it's
0: me, Dave. All right,
4: Dave. All right, Dave. How you doing, Dave? All right, boys, I'm having a beer. Yeah, what are you drinking? None of your phone business. (laughs) (laughs) It's me, Dave. I'm here with Ben. What, right, Ben? Hello. I'm also here with Nintendo indie fella Adam from the Twitch Windy Splits. Bit of a weird <laughs> guest on the Nintendo podcast, Ben boy. Anyway, I'm going to ask you <laughs> a few questions relating to indie titles because this bloke, Adam, is meant to know them all. <laughs> all. Right, here we go. Anyway, <laughs> Let's boys, a right. couple of rounds. I'm going to give you the round title first. the first round title is: I want to know the best selling 2019 indies. So, I've got a list of games. The first one to correctly get to three is the winner. So, guess this first. Adam, guess, please, mate. Guess.
2: So, I'm guessing for the best-selling indie game of 2019, Dev. Yes?
4: Dave her, mate. <laughs> <laughs> good. Food.
2: Then, Dave, my guess would be Untitled
4: Goose Game. What? That is yeah. on the list. One point to Adam. Give me. Oh, Katana Zero.
0: Katana Zero. Oh.
4: That is on the list. Well done. Oh,
2: very nice. I don't. Um, I'm still not Adam, sure on, on, on the rules here, Dave. Are we talking about uh, games that came out in 2019 or just in any indie game that sold through 2019?
4: 2019, mate. Just a game that came out in 2019. But, right. Adam, Adam, Adam. Y- yeah, Adam, yeah, yeah. what's up, question, Dave? Mate. Do All right, you go I'll start with the question. Do you go to the gym, Adam? You look a little bit slim. you go to the gym, mate? Uh, used to, yeah. Me too, mate. Me too, me too. Or I can bench. Can you bench, Adam? Can you bench, mate?
2: Yeah, I bench, yeah. Yeah.
4: You bench, I can chair, I can sofa, (laughs) I've got it all mate. Bosh. Come at me mate, I'll lift you up like a fucking pigeon. You've got it all, Adam. (laughs) I've got it all mate. I'm like, I'm like a little catalogue, Adam. I've got it all mate. (sighs) Home bargains, woof. Anyway, Adam, your guess mate.
2: So my guess would be, uh, Cuphead.
0: Adam's got one, good
4: guess Adam, good guess. Ben.
0: Ori in the blind, blind forest?
4: Well done, Ben. Still in it, mate. Adam. Ooh. Keep going. Who's going to fail first? Who's going to fail first? It's,
0: it's like a That's penalty a good question.
2: Out, I'm thinking about one, but I can't remember if it came out in 2018 or 2019. <laughs> but I'm going to go with um, Dead Cells.
4: Oh, that was the year before. Was oh, it? Adam, you failed, mate. Uh, you yeah, no.
0: fluffed oh. it. Oh, oh, I'm going to go Steam, Steam World Quest. He's only gone and done
4: it. Well done. Oh, man. never.
3: And... Yes. Game. Oh, full list for uh, you,
4: boys. It featured on the, in the world, and it was uh, Cuphead, Blasphemous, Damnwell, <coughs> Tom Zero, My Friend Bedroom, Slay the Spire, Groove, Untitled uh. Game, Castle Crashes, Terraria, Terraria, <laughs> <coughs> Babby Resume, <Rissiou, laughs> Unravel <laughs> 2, Steamroll Quest and the Hang of Torchlight 2, and Ori and the Blind Forest, Definitive Edition. Oof. Right, boys, nice. next round. Ben wins that round. Next round. Come on. This one's called Shatter. Because, well, you think it's fucking Shatter, don't you? Splosh. Right. I'm going to go and give you a developer in my style. All right? It's going to be the name. Going to be a bit blurry. A bit blurry. But all you've got to do is guess a game made by that developer. What?
0: Right? Okay. What? So,
4: I'm going to say the name of the developer, and you're literally going to go, this game by the developer. So, Adam, I'm going to give you an example. So, let's go with Square Enix.
2: Yeah, Final Fantasy.
4: Well, yeah, good guess. But this is going to be just in these well, boys. All right? Ready? Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. And we just shout out. We just blurt out the answer, right? Don't need to work me, Ben. (laughs) Blurt out. Shout out. Okay. Blush. What? First developer.
0: Dodge roll. Enter the dungeon. Ben's got it. Oh,
2: great guess! That's right,
0: well done, Ben. It's fucking Thank, right.
2: you.
4: Thank you. Next one, ready? Yeah. Lazy bear games. What? <laughs> Lazy bear games. Again. <laughs> Lazy bear.
2: Games. Uh, uh, punch out.
4: You, no. Claire. Yeah. Get me close. Ah, Punch Club. Punch Club. Him. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. Ooh. Adam. Well done. Yes. Adam. Tell me yes. a little bit about Austria. Come on, tell about me about what? it. I know loads. I know loads about Austria. About, about Austria? Jane Austria. Famous novelist. In my Austria. <laughs> my gramps. Austria <sighs> powers. Secret spy. Love the ladies. Love them. Bats and bums, I'd say. But hey, <laughs> Loved (laughs) it. I've got Austria, Texas, where I was born. Lovely place. Terrific. (laughs) Finally, Salzburg. Been on holiday there. Nice beer. Moving on. Adam, Adam, you ready?
2: I'm ready.
4: Toby Fox. Undertale. Undertale. Oh, you've got to decide between yourselves who got that one, boys. I
2: think the guests should get it, shouldn't they? (laughs) <laughs> Gotta give me death. Get it right we were, both being, both we we're both being deal. gracious.
0: Both but the uh, yeah. It's up to you, Dave.
4: No, way, it's up to me. Adam gets it. Fuck Thanks, Dave. Fuck you. Next one. Night school studio.
2: Um, oxenfree.
4: You've got it. Well done. Good job. Oh, he's smashing you here, Ben. Let's just have a little look at scores. No, just gave him a freebie, him. to be fair. But, but. What? What did you say?
0: Nothing.
4: Nothing. <laughs> you know said nothing. <laughs> All right, so we've got one, two for Adam. We've got three for Ben on the first round. So three, four. Ben's on four. Adam's on two, three, four, five. Adam's on five. Five, Whoa. four for so Adam. The last one of this round Red Hook Studios.
0: Into, Darkest, uh, Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon.
4: Oh, Adam's got it. What? Adam's got it. Shit game now. Very shit game.
2: Moving oh, on. Awful. Right. Ready? Controversial. Next
4: round is called Indie or Not, because it's an indie or not. Oh. So I'm going to throw some random games in here, and you've got to guess whether it's an indie or not, and I'm going to go to the loser at the moment, which is Ben. Ben, you're on four, mate. Adam's on six, all right? Mm. Sure. First game. <coughs> Creature in the wall.
0: In the wall or the well?
4: Wall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the wall. <laughs> wall. No. No, that's not an indie. That's a made-up
4: game. Are you really going to regret saying that, because that's... Definitely a game. Right. Right, Adam. you go, yep. mate. Jack off at the party on Slack. <laughs> Shh.
2: Jack off at the party on Slack. Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, alright. Let's go indie game.
4: That is not an indie game. Ah. An idiot. It should be. Definitely not. Yeah, definitely ben- should. Yep. Ready for this one, mate? Ready. Flip off. <laughs> I Flip mean, it's off, got Ben. To... Flip it off. <laughs> ben, do you know uh, it? Is the, an- is the answer coming to you? Can you feel it washing over you, Ben? Is the answer dripping in your eye, Ben? Are you going to spit or swallow the answer, Ben? Come on. What are you going to go with, Ben?
0: Oh, my God. Uh No.
4: Not an indie. He's got it. It's not an indie that's made Ooh. up. Adam? Yep. Baldo.
2: Baldo. That is an indie. Baldo. That is an indie, yeah.
0: Stop saying it, Dave. Baldo. <laughs> I know what you're getting at.
3: Mm. <laughs>
1: okay.
4: Baldo, okay. <laughs> <Ben>. <laughs> yes, we heard you. The long reach. The long reach around. The long reach. Not round. Uh, Clear your mind out the gutter, <laughs> mate. <Yeah.
3: laughs>
4: uh, indie. Indie. In indie. It is. All <laughs> <Okay, kids. laughs> <laughs> oh, the tension.
2: There is a lot of tension, yeah.
4: Wow. What, Adam? You ready, mate?
2: I'm ready. Hit me.
4: Seven steps back.
2: Seven steps back. I don't think that is an indie.
4: Oh, you're right. It's not an indie. (sighs) Oh, he's
0: good. He's good.
3: Right.
4: He's good. Very good. Very strange for a fella that works for Twitch Windy Splits. Very, very strange. <laughs> <sighs> ben, you can't yes. win, mate. You can't win this stuff for pride. All right. Really? Okay. Dif- difficult one, isn't it? Terence, the Dyslexic, Terrapin 2. <laughs> is that an indie game or not, Ben? Did you say I can't win?
0: You can't win then that is definitely
4: an indie game. It's fucking not. You're thick, mate. you are going terribly terrible <laughs> Boys, that was me. That was Dave. Get on with oh. the show. Adam, it's lovely to meet you, mate. Lovely. Yeah, you too, Dave. Thanks for popping right. in. Enjoy Austria. Cheers, Dave. Enjoy Austria powers. Have I a will. good night, Ben. Dad! <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Well done, Adam.
2: Thanks, mate. Well. I can't believe I got to meet a, an island celebrity.
0: Yeah. I oh, show his is face okay? off then. Yeah, you just missed Dave actually, Dan. Did I? Where was he? Yeah, yeah, he was up to his old tricks. Yeah, he he was just uh, was gave it? us a little
1: quiz. Yeah, he's just gone off to play Terence the uh, Dyslexic Terrapin 2. I think he's had the new game on the Indie. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Just that on yeah. Switch, I think. I was robbed. Oh, terrible, isn't it? Good. I think we should move right. on with the show, Ben.
0: I think we should crack on with the show proper. And, Adam, this is where it gets serious. You are here, my Ooh. friend. To okay. enter a game into the coveted Desert Island cartridges, an elusive award that allows only the best games into an exclusive, all-inclusive club. So, Adam, what were your almost choices before mm. you get to the the big one? Yeah. What so,
2: um, yeah, the two games that I, I was thinking about bringing onto the, onto the onto the show and hopefully getting onto the island were um, Stardew Valley and Hyperlight Drifter. Hyperlight Drifter because it's it's probably probably one of my favorite games, and I'm trying to stay mm. on brand here, boys. All right, I, I want to bring a Switch indie <laughs> game. I'm not one of these of ones bringing on Un- Uncharted 2, You know, we're a Switch oh, podcast. So let, let's keep it. Let's keep it. You know, on the straight and Shots narrow. <clears throat> I also I thought think... you were going to
0: slag off Breath of the World Then I was like, oh, don't <laughs> you dare, son!
2: <laughs> nah, I'd never do that. But um, yeah. And I also thought, you know, there's an easy answer here as well. Right now, everyone, everyone is playing Animal Crossing's New Horizons, and I thought, yeah, you know, I can come on. I can just say those words, you know, the 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 billionaire over there, he'll he'll kneel down and be like, yeah, bring it on the island. I want it. Yeah. And and Ben and his turnips, turnip stock market. He'd also just be like, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. But uh, yeah, like True. I said, I'm trying to keep on brand. So I was thinking of indie games that I wanted to cut to to, to try and bring on. Um hmm. and yeah, shall I go and tell you what I'm bringing or hopefully bringing onto the island?
1: Yeah, go hopefully, ahead. Hopefully, hopefully,
2: hopefully. Fingers crossed. So the game that I'm trying to I'm putting up to you two gentlemen is uh, the Binding of Isaac and uh, the Binding of Isaac specifically Afterbirth Plus. <music>
0: Very cool choice, very cool. And a true indie darling, of course.
2: Exactly, yeah. Um, nice. So yeah, my kind of focus or my idea for this game is that if we are stuck on an island forever, it, uh, I specifically want a game that I can play for a long time. There was also some other games I was thinking about, uh, some other indies, and one was called uh, Luca Born of a Dream, which is kind of like a, an indie Souls-like um, mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, yeah, maybe I should come on and talk about that. But I was like, yeah, the game's only about three hours long. So if, you know, if you're stuck on an island and you want something to play, it's only going to take up a bit of your time. Whereas, yeah, yeah Isaac is obviously a a rogue light, I believe. Uh, I always mm-hmm. get the mixed up rogue light or rogue like. And in that kind of idea, it, it's it's endless. You know, every every run that you do is is slightly different from the one before. Uh, there's lots of different characters you can use that have different traits um, and there's also lots of different endings you can take. So there's not just one straightforward route to the to the goal, so to speak. It's more like you can choose what your goal is and you can choose different ways of getting there, which is why I think mm. it would be a perfect game for the island.
0: Different mm. different every time, basically. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. Dan, what are your initial thoughts on this?
1: I always get the guy's name wrong. I remember his first name's Edward. Uh, well, McMillan. McMillan, yeah. was it? Yeah. Um. So, he was on a documentary, wasn't he? Um, mm-hmm. When he was making indie game, game the movie. Yes. The documentary.
2: Yeah. Um, was
1: it? Was it Meat Boy
0: that he was? It was making Meat Boy. Was
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> he made yeah it was Super Meat Boy, got the guy mega famous, and then I think it followed. Was there an indie movie too or something where it followed on later? because he'd already kind of made it at that point and he was sharing yeah. all of the Isaac um, imagery and all the toys that he get sent and mm. it seemed like, a, or, or uh, it like yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, I I don't know if it remember. was the
2: second one but yeah I, I also remember seeing some documentary about him showing off the toys yeah
1: yeah, yeah. but really interesting fellows. concepts are very metal I think of um, like Super Meat Boy was just a nuts game remember playing that back on the PS3 I think like Mm. ages and ages and ages ago, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, Really tough, hard-as-nails game. Kind of preceded Celeste in some ways as a platformer. Never, ever, ever played Binding of Isaac. Um, One, I think, of the few indies that when it did eventually come to Switch, it just wasn't something that, I don't know, for some reason, I just didn't didn't jump out on me to go for it. I remember getting Shovel Knight because that came out day 1 anyway. So it's like I had to sell the Breath of the Wild, then I had shovel Knight as well. Um but yeah, I'd, I've never played it, so I'm quite interested to know what it's about because it always looked a little bit creepy, a little bit contorted. Mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's I, I'd say it's like a very unassuming game, like bef- way before the Switch. Um I I was like I, I guess I've always been into indie games like since like yeah, like you said since super meat boy kind of blew up and, and xbox live arcade became like a thing mm. um yeah. and i'd always heard of this or oh, the binding of isaac the binding of isaac and i remember googling it one time or or like i think on youtube actually looking it up on youtube and i was like why is everyone so obsessed with this game it looks like mm. looks like you know someone made it in their in their classroom at, at school because the original mm. game was actually a flash a flash game so yeah yeah, yeah. It, it looks very it's very simple it's like 2d graphics um, you're playing as this boy with like, who is crying and looks almost naked and his tears are the bullets that you're using to kill the enemies. But it's just kind of one of those things where when you scratch the surface of the game and, and kind of look into like the lore, I guess you would call it, of, of ha- what the the game means and what it means to, to the creator, to Macmillan, it's, mm. it's really, it's a really interesting story. Um, because yeah a lot of the game is based on his own personal experiences with his mother i think who was very very uh religious and the game has a lot of religious themes in it hence the name the binding of isaac and mm. um you know the, the first boss you actually fight is, is and that's the the way the game ends for the first time is like the, i think the first real ending is is the mum fight where you fight your own mother mm. and then um then you go on to fight uh mom's heart and then eventually you go all the way to either fighting the angel or um, the devil, base, basically, and there's some other like boss, secret bosses thrown in there. So it had like a very religious aesthetic to it, which I guess most people probably don't like. Um, mm. But it's yeah, it's just it's just a, an interesting game, and and like we've kind of said, it's it's kind of stood the test of time. Like I got some, I made some notes here that it was it was first released in 2011, uh, and was a re- result of a game jam that they came up with um And yeah.
0: then in a was... week, right? They made the original build exactly. in a week, didn't they?
2: Yeah, yeah, crazy. And um that was the original Flash version, and then they kind of added to it over time a little bit. And then the next game, which is is technically the game that's out now, is the Binding of Isaac Rebirth, uh, which came out in 2014. Uh, it was a remake of the Flash game with lots of added content, but Macmillan wanted in the original game but couldn't because of limitations of Flash. And this is where the game kind of took step up if you will in like indie standards because this is when they parted with uh, nicholas who i mm-hmm. i think you know maybe a year or so ago we would have said was probably the biggest indie yeah, publisher good. and right you yeah. know they've kind of been dragged through the mud a bit recently but this is what made them massive was was binding the Isaac and the way that they they kind of built it afterwards and added the expansions um so the first came Afterbirth and then Afterbirth plus which is the kind of the the, the the stage of the game that got released on the switch and then the game still gets well it was still getting monthly updates um and that stopped last year in 2018 where um fan-made content was getting put into the game so you know you could um well i guess maybe i should explain what the game actually is before <laughs> we go into what the content is so is like
1: or yeah so it's, <laughs> it, it, it's it, a rhythm game
2: in its, I guess its essence, it is basically the original Legend of Zelda. So you're looking at like a 2D top down screen, uh, like a Hmm. a room basically. Hmm. And you are, as if you were with Zelda with, I can't remember which weapon it is, but is it the sword that he can throw? Um, And that's what your tiers are. You're shooting bullets like you would with this. And and it's the same thing that enemies kind of move around you and shoot at you and trying to attack you. And you're moving from room to room um, throughout the floor everything's procedurally generated so each floor is is new every single time and there's also um items in each floor so like you have in zelda you know the bomb or i don't know the bow or the shield or whatever there's also items in the game which which change up your stats change up your ammunition so like change up the bullets mm. you use and all this, all of the items have synergies with each other so some items might re- work really well together which makes you like overpowered and there's even like items in the game that um are like a set so if you Find the set, then you get this transformation, and it makes you really powered, powered up. So, a lot of the game is is uh, or a lot of the skill in the game is is knowing the enemy patterns, obviously, being able to shoot with the with the bullets, and then learning the items. And mm. then there's also things like shops on on each level, and there's this uh, every level has a boss, and you can then do these things with called deals with the devils, where you can gamble your health to get possibly like a better item. So there's just so many different levels to the game. And, um, yeah, and like I said, uh, the, with Afterbirth Plus, I think it was Afterbirth Plus, um, fans could then make their own mods and, and potentially get them in the game as well, which I think is really cool.
1: So, Afterbirth yeah, cool. Plus, over 600 different items to collect, 13 unique playable characters, more than 180 individual enemy types, 90 plus terrifying deadly bosses, multiple difficulty settings and game modes, Beastry mode. Bestry? Mm-hmm. Bistro. I always get that one. Uh, BCR, to record yeah. enemy... Thank you uh, to record enemy encounters and twenty professionally animated cartoon endings and many more secrets. Like that is a literally a a labor of love. That game. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it it was it's got kind of this cult following, hasn't it? Because I know during its development, over the course of what eight years or something from yeah. twenty eleven till mm-hmm. last year, there was. A lot, as you said, Adam, there's a lot of fan made content, but there was also, I think, Ed McMillan was building stuff into the game mm. that would then be clues yeah. for people to go out into the real world, mm-hmm. find these coordinates, crack, crack this code, go to the real world, and then unlock content in the game and stuff like that. And it was a really, like, there's a massive following for this game. It is like the definition yeah. of a cult indie game, isn't it, really? It is. Which is ironic the line, with the, the kind of, uh, you know, the things it has to say about religion the fact that it has got a cult following itself it's uh, it, it, it does interesting
2: yeah it's 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 definitely an interesting game And like you said with the with the thing that he did in re- in in the real world like the puzzles he originally did it in the game uh, he put like a a character in there called the lost which meant which could only mm. be unlocked if you died a lot so um you know it's kind of like counterintuitive to gameplay that you don't really want to ever die but um, mm. yeah. To to unlock this character, you had to die quite often because the character is a ghost. Um, but what happened was that people would data mined the game and found this character and then unlocked it. And then the the surprise was kind of gone because he wanted it ruined. to be, yeah, exactly. It was ruined. He wanted it to be take a long time over months and eventually someone come up and be like, oh my god, I found this random character in the game, and you know have like a community discussion about, well, well what did you do to get it? How can I get it? But someone just mm. ruined it and then yeah with um, I think it was Afterbirth Plus he they did this thing where yeah he he put like a code into the game which you had to I don't know put use some binary code with to get a number then if you rang the number it gave you an address if you went to an address you had to find like a um, a sign on the floor from the game and then when they dug up the sign it was a character and when they dug up yeah. the character that character got unlocked in the game kind of thing so like it's just really cool and the way and I think it only took the, like people a couple of like weeks, I'd say at most, to actually work out what all of this was. So it just yeah. shows like how big the community is for the game and how much people really do like love love the binding of Isaac.
0: Yeah, it's crazy because it is it's a it's a simple game mechanically, really, yeah. isn't it? It's like it does get likened to Zelda dungeons a lot, but I I tried to get my mate to play it a, a while back, maybe a year or so ago, because uh, we used to play Smash TV quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I basically described this as being like Smash TV because it, you know, it's a yeah. twin stick shooter, effectively. Um, yeah. Then he played it. It's like, what is this? This looks dog shit, mate. Uh, and then that was it because it doesn't look mm-hmm. great at all, and it doesn't even it doesn't. it doesn't even feel that good to play. I remember the first time playing it, I was kind of expecting some force feedback in the HD Rumble because it's like your tears they've got no power behind them. And no. I just I think I I just played Enter the Gungeon prior to playing this and Enter the Gungeon feels powerful and when you shoot stuff it's you know, it's yeah. like you're you're in the game, but this felt a bit kind of a bit damp compared to that. But yeah, like once a you do passive. Yeah, but once you do get into it and you start upgrading your weapons, it does feel a bit more you feel like a badass and when you start understanding the game. And I think that's that's something that could go on for years because mm. you 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 know, you might get randomly get this amazing build the same way as you do in, you know, something like Dead Cells. You just get everything just lines up and you feel yeah. super overpowered. And then you just know that you're never gonna you're never gonna likely to get that exact same build again, but yeah. you're always striving to improve on it. It's yeah, it's one of those that you can get better, but there is a large element of luck involved in being successful I think I've only ever beaten the mum like once yeah for example and and that's like okay I've I've completed this that's fine and Mm. I know I haven't because there's so much more content to unlock but yeah it's hard it's a tough game
2: it is and I'm the same like I think I got to like the next boss after mum to mum's heart that's the furthest I've ever gotten but like, if you want to watch like a high level- All right, level, so you
0: beat me in the quiz and now you're rubbing my face at it. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm just saying,
2: because like like you say, you, when you first play the game, you think mum is the is the ending. When you finish it, you end, yeah. you go into the chest and then the game starts from the beginning again, which I guess is why, you know, it's a rogue, rug. like um, But yeah, if you want to see some like a guy play like high level, there's a guy on YouTube called Northern Lion. And I think he has like something crazy, like 7,000 Binding of Isaac videos on his YouTube and he's, he started from like day one, like he was a super meat boy fan then started playing Binding of Isaac and obviously he plays on PC. And, you know, he, he says, and I guess it kind of builds into my argument that for him, the Binding of Isaac now has, has almost become like a mindfulness um, exercise for him. Mm-hmm. Cause he, he says, you know, he's played the, 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 the game, I don't know, for like two hours every day for the last nine years and he says right yeah. now he just doesn't he doesn't need to think he he knows exactly what he's doing he knows everything mm. about the game and for him he's like yeah you know it's for him it's really calming and soothing because he's just playing through it he's like the mechanics are solid that mm. you don't need to think like whatever you put into the game whatever input you put in you know what the output is going to be on the screen so there's no no surprises or anything because the game is like it might like we said it might not look the best game but mechanically it is one of the soundest games probably ever made yeah. um and i think for for getting it on the island that kind of helps it because you know this guy's been playing every day for 9 years so if we're going for longevity the game definitely definitely you know, has it yeah he's brought well, proof he's,
3: he's brought <laughs>
1: empirical evidence to the he's yeah got empirical <laughs> evidence i'm just trying to think like so i've never really been into the roguelite or roguelike kind of games um mm. it's just not something that's ever really gripped me and that kind of that genre the dead Cells is roguey, isn't it that kind of yeah yeah I don't know. I look at Celeste, and I think it's got a very, again, tight mechanics, great soundtrack, gorgeous to look at, it's scaled back because it, it, you know, it is that kind of 16-bit style. 16, mm. yeah? 16-bit style. Again, it's got everything you need in that kind of game, but it's a compact experience. For me, the rogue element to a game means that you can play that thing for like 10 years if you wanted to, and it changed yeah. it up enough that you would never get bored of it. But I think, Ben, you've probably been through a similar experience to me when we were just binging Fortnite constantly recently. And you kind of came out at the end of that going, that's not really me. That's not the type of gamer I am. I kind of prefer to flip between different types of games. And it was more a commentary of like Nintendo didn't have anything out over that time period. So we were just relying on Fortnite quite a bit. Mm. Whereas at the moment, if you're saying like, you want to put a game like this into my timeline, I'm worried that I would play this for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) i'd I'd worry that it would become a mindfulness exercise and i'd get to the end of it and be like what the hell have i done for 10 years why have i been playing this game don't know i'm not convinced adam gotta pull it out Mm.
2: mate it's like i can see what you're saying but like you know um i don't know you might play a game that is like a story driven game and you play it every day for two weeks and then you finish and then you move on to the next thing and the, Mm. the thing with um like roguelikes and it depends obviously how good you are at them like i'm no i i'm not that great at them. like i really like them because i like for um you are improving every time you do a run usually you improve you know yeah. um and you yeah. usually unlock something that makes the next run easier and eventually you're kind of building up and building up and you're gaining like the skill of of, of the game um to to eventually beat it and that's it with The Binding of Isaac. Like, The Binding of Isaac, the game can be beaten in less than 45 minutes if you have the skill to do it. And mm. I think that's the draw of, of, of roguelikes is that people that like roguelikes get good at them and they get really good at them and they focus on one 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 game. They play it every day for however many hours a day and then eventually gets down to the point where they're like, okay, I can just play this game casually for half an hour and beat it now because I've done everything so long. And I think that's... I don't know when 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 you look at it like that. Like okay, if you're beating the game every day for the for the next ten years, like eventually you just it just becomes part of your routine, I guess. Whereas I think um, like like you're saying with Fortnite, I think Fortnite is a good example as well because even though it's not a rug, like like you are technically leveling up, you're getting cool skins, you're getting gliders, and it's a game that is is compressed into like what like twenty to forty minutes. And Where... you
0: are effectively doing the same thing over and over again, but in exactly every yeah. scenario is different, different players yeah, involved. The, yeah. yeah, the,
2: re- the reason true. these types of games work so well now, and why this, why they ask like roguelikes is has seen like a surge, is because people like us who have a job, have families, have responsibilities, but still like to play video games are like, okay, I've got twenty minutes now. Do I wanna yep. put twenty minutes into Final Fantasy seven remake and maybe not make it to the next save point? Or do I wanna play Fortnite for twenty minutes or enter the dungeon for twenty minutes and see how far I can get? And then when if I die then I just I'm like, Okay, that's enough. I've I've had my experience and same for Fortnite, like, oh, I died, whatever. I came second or or first or whatever, or you came 20th, and then you're like, okay, that was my gaming experience for the day. I'm going to put this game down and go and do something. I'm going to go cook dinner. I'm going to go look after my my, my yeah. kids. I'm going to mm. do something for the website, you know? And for me, that's that's definitely the drive behind why I like Roguelikes so much is because, like I said, they're short usually because I'm not that good at them. <laughs> and But I feel like I'm, I'm achieving something, and I feel like I'm progressing them. And I think definitely but the band of Isaac is... is is the the foundation of all that in, in modern roguelites. Like without it you wouldn't have you wouldn't have of the Gungeon. I don't think you'd have Dead Cells. You wouldn't have like I don't know. All of these games where they basically where you're taking on progression after each run.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I liked uh, I liked Moonlighter. I think I really, really mm. enjoyed that game from a rogue perspective. Yeah. But I think it was the all the other complementary elements to it meant it was mm-hmm. more yeah, it was more more of a package than what I've um, what I've experienced with different. Was it Rogue Legacy? I had that on the Vita. That was yeah. alright, mm-hmm. but that was really frustrating. That was a very very yeah. difficult game. I, um, re-
2: I didn't like Rogue Legacy either.
1: Yeah, it was nails, but it got re- reviewed really really highly. But mm-hmm. and again, I suppose to some extent, without the procedurally generated part, things like Dark Souls, it's that element of replayability. In you know, you can get a different experience each time depending on your build, depending on your, your actions. So. Mm. Mm. Okay.
0: Mm. I don't think... I think the these kind of games have found their home on the Switch as well. Getting back to Adam's point about enjoying them in bite-sized chunks.
3: Mm.
0: Obviously, the Switch is kind of built for that, right? You've got a half-an-hour window. Pick it up on your commute. Just fire it up, and it's ready straight away. I think that's probably got a lot to do with it as well the the only reason i've put any real time into the binding of eyes it's not really a tv game is it as we said it no, looks console. like trash let's be honest um but on that little screen just busting it out and it's and it's addictive so if you've got more time okay just go straight again and i found myself doing that just wanting to play it over and over again and it's a game that yeah i i know dan you love a narrative in in a game. Yeah. And I think I don't know if not. That I'm trying to sell it on Adam's behalf, but there is a there is a narrative to this, but it's it's kind of implied. It's not it. Well, some of it's pretty explicit, but it's um, what Adam. I don't know if if you know, but what is this game trying to say about Ed McMillan's upbringing? Do you know the what's yeah, behind I it? Mean,
2: um, so what, yeah, I think. He himself grew up in a very religious and strict and kind of old fashioned um, household. And mm. like I said, I think um, some of the game is based on his own experiences. Like I don't have, I don't think his mum took him and threw him into a cellar. Like the, the, the idea of the game is that the mum is this, uh, believes that God has told her that her son Isaac is bad and to punish him, she locks him in a cellar. And the idea of the game is, is that you are Isaac and you're trying to escape through the cellar, and there's, like, these really morbid things about, like, um, one of the biggest, one of the best transformations in the, in the game is, is called the Guppy transformation, and Guppy is Isaac's cat who died. So you're going through the, the cellar, and you're finding pieces of his dead, dead cat, basically, and when you find, I think, mm. three of the pieces, then you become the cat, and the cat is, like, a flying kind of angel. So it, it, it's definitely uh, really, really, really morbid. I'm just trying to look at my, mo- my notes if I found anything about it but yeah it's like like ben said like there's there's no narrative there in the sense that you're reading a story it is more implied by um some of the 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 names of the items that you can find and like the items are all just like almost based in reality like some of them are called like mom's pills like you find like her pill bag Mm. and stuff or like mom like a lot of them are based around the mother or oh, it's like you find like her tights that I think give give you some like speed boost and her shoes and her lipstick and it's just all of this stuff that you know you would be finding around this house, Um mm. and and yeah and like like I said the more you play the more secrets you unlock and the more you kind of unravel this this weird and crisp like anti-christian well maybe it's not anti-christian but there's a lot of like devil worship in it and stuff and you know as you're going down through the cellar you end up you can either eventually go to um hell or to what's called the golden chest which is i guess the game's version of heaven Mm. um so there are like these these really kind of dark and twisted themes which i think makes it interesting that it's on a a nintendo console because uh, when i was doing my research i came across the fact that they, they originally wanted to put bring the game to the the Nintendo 3DS and originally Nintendo wouldn't let them because they said the f- the themes weren't you know they were too dark and they were too uh they weren't child friendly yeah. uh, and then there was some guys at um at Nintendo what are their names called um Mark Griffin, a senior manager in licensing, and in the development head, Dan Edelman. Uh, they championed the game within Nintendo itself uh, and they continued to work within Nintendo and secured approval for the Banding of Rebirth release for the 3DS and Wii U in 2014. Um, after tailoring the game to I the system. Gonna,
1: uh, m- sorry, so I thought you were going to go like there's two people what? at Nintendo who really didn't like the game. Joseph and Mary of Nazareth. Uh, <laughs> who said absolutely not? It's definitely not coming no to this way. platform.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Burn them but yeah, them it's about. like. Yeah.
2: But yeah, so basically the story is that they, these two, these two people, Edelman and whatever the other guy was called, Griffin, got the game onto onto the 3ds, and and they were uh, McMillan was one of the first developers to get a 3ds um, development kit. So the game came mm. to that, and then later it came to the Wii U, and then yeah, I kind of I think we forget that the band of Isaac it, it also was like the it was in the it was released within the first month of the Switch, and I think yeah we forget because we did have Breath of the Wild and we did have Shovel Knight, so everyone was playing us. but Isaac was there from the beginning. And I well, I it was also
0: released think- in the in the US, wasn't it? In the, yeah, in the that's launch right. window, but it didn't come out here for quite a while. I remember.
2: Yeah, so it came out like match match 2017 in the US, and then I think it was June the next year, maybe. Right. I didn't. I so didn't, I remember
0: I, really I, wanting it. I uh, I think uh, Marty from Nintendo Dads, who is yeah a pastor, was. Oh really? Uh, <laughs> that's P P A S T O R. He's not pastor. Um, yeah. was, uh, just in case, Spaghetti. just for clarification. Um, he's, he's not made of pasta, um, but he was playing it and he was saying, my God, you can't... Well, he didn't say my God. He said, definitely don't play this in front of the kids. This is just not appropriate whatsoever. But the way he was describing it, it it sounded really cool. And it's it's dark. It is dark as it's shit, dark. isn't it? Yeah. It's It's not the jolliest game to bring to a desert island.
2: No. And I mean... It, I think it, it's it's Macmillan. Like when you look at um Super Meat Boy, that's also not like it has some I I'd, I'd say it has dark humour in Super Meat Boy, but in Isaac there isn't really any humor, it's just dark. And then when you yeah. go on to uh, the game that he released recently, the um what's he called, The Legend of Bumbo, which yeah. is like kind of a spin off from the binding of Isaac, but it's a, like um a, a puzzle RPG. And yeah. that also is very dark. Like you 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 you're fighting against I don't know, lumps of of snot and lumps of poo and, you know, flies and all these gross kind of characters, mm. which do feature a lot in The Band of Isaac as well. Yeah, there's but a what, lot
0: of poo in the game, isn't there? Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, yeah. is he called Dingle is one of the bosses? I think he's called Dingle. And yeah. you shoot him and then he, he breaks into, like, two poos and then down to four <laughs> and then down to eight <laughs> little ones. and, and Now um, you're speaking
0: our language yeah yep, exactly and, I, and it's also say poo again poo poo <laughs> 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 but
1: yeah
2: but I was really, really what I
1: was impressed.
3: trying to Go uh, on, sorry I,
1: don't, I was going to say I was really impressed when I, I read before that this game sold 5 million copies including yeah. Afterbirth Plus and I was like okay so Afterbirth Plus 35 quid at the moment on the hmm. Nintendo shop I was like yeah. alright so let's say the average that this game sold for for all those copies is what 15 quid that means this game's made 75 million pounds. Mm. That's ridiculous. Mm. It is ridiculous. Game. That's re- The guy doesn't deserve the title of an indie title anymore. Yeah. But it is... Yeah.
0: Uh, just another little negative point on that, though. It, it is overpriced.
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it 35 credit it yeah. must be.
0: It is massively overpriced. And that put me off getting it as well, because it, I, there's, I don't think there's any two ways about it. Nicholas or Nikalis, however you say it, tend to... Do that tend to yeah, overprice yeah. their stuff um I, think probably, I don't know I don't know what their game is <laughs> nah, what why, yeah why? I mean they like this
2: is what I was trying to get at before, like that I think band of Isaac it's like the game why why we have so many physical releases on the switch right now is because of the band of Isaac because when it got renounced for the switch, they said that they were gonna release a, a physical version. And mm. then obviously that drove everyone crazy. The physical versions s- sold really well. And then everyone kind of was like, okay, we need to start making physical versions for the Switch because people want to buy them. Yeah. And mm. and I think, yeah, you know, I think we're, we're, we're starting to get past the days of the Switch, Switch tax, you know, when a game yeah. is ported that they're like, okay, we need to put an extra 10 euros or 10 pounds on this because, you know, it costs us the money to port it over. So we need to make the money back and like you do see it every now and again but now i think when developers start developing a game they develop it with the switch in mind so usually it comes out on par with um with whatever the game is on steam or playstation or yeah. xbox but yeah i think you're right like it is it is expensive like it, it but it also depends you know the amount of content in the game is is endless really mm. if you if you want it to be so if you if you do it on like a you know, an hourly rate of how many hours you can get out of the game by how much the game costs. You know, yeah, it could it could end up being cheap, but I I agree. Like if if you're someone browsing the e shop and you're like, oh, the banning of Isaac, I heard about the guys talking about it on the on uh, Desert Island Cartridges. Oh, I'm gonna try it out, and then you see it's 35 pounds or euros, and you're like, nah, actually, I will wait for a sale, and it's a game yeah. that rarely goes on sale as well. So,
1: think and I difference. I. C- I was gonna say the difference between Treasure Trove when the uh the Switch first came out was like dirt cheap really compared to what you get in there for content. Yeah. And mm. then you can get this on the US shop for um, you know, thirty well it would have been like fifty dollars. Um it's a hell of a difference, but could it be the original Switch tax game,
2: maybe? It could
1: also it might be,
3: be.
0: Uh, I think it's, it, yeah, it's just a justification that okay, we're putting out a physical version, the, therefore the digital release needs to be on par uh you know, yeah. monetarily with that, I suppose. It would be the publisher's justification of it, but I don't know. It just I it's not a game it's a game that I recommend everyone plays, but I wouldn't recommend anyone pays full price for it. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: On the Switch at least. But anyway. Yeah. Um any any further comments on the binding of Isaac before we move on? Uh
2: I don't think so. I think I got everything in that I wanted to say.
0: I think we've had a full a full dressing down of it, to be honest. It's been yeah. so. quite informative.
1: I think I know good. about this game.
3: Yeah. I I like
0: uh, so, beyond the game, Adam, we also need a food yeah. and a drink choice from you. So, Ooh. what Ooh. food would you bring to the island?
2: Hmm. Um
1: pretending like he doesn't already know. no, I love it.
2: Look at yeah. no I'm, I'm you know I, I'm obviously a British guy living and I live in Vienna so uh, I love British food it's, it's always the thing that I miss most about not being in Britain is that you can't just mm-hmm. go downtown and go to the chippy get some fish and chips or you know go to Greg's and get a sausage roll I know that's kind of basic but you know it's, well, it's the kind of the right. things you miss it's the dream but I think I, I feel like I want to bring something that's a little bit different, so I'm going to go for a a Wiener Schnitzel with, okay. um, ah. with chips or with fries or with Pommes, as they're called in German. Nice. And to drink, mm, I'm guessing we already have beer on the on the island, uh, so again, I'm going to go with oh, cool. like an Austrian an Austrian twist, uh, mm. which is a drink called a Radler, which is in in the simplest of terms, it's a shandy. It's like a fancy shandy. <laughs> but you know, when you're sat outside, like, you know, here in Vienna, we go down to the Danube, we sit by the river, it's a nice hot day. Mm. There's some artificial beaches down there. You've got the sand between your toes. You sit back on the deck chair and you drink mm. a pint of, of, of Radler, of like this really nice, good beer, good, good, like citrus that they put in it, um, shandy. There's like nothing better on a summer's day. So that's what I'd bring the schnitzel and, and the Radler.
0: Sounds lovely. Wiener schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. A Wiener for, Schnitzel, yeah. for any of our uncultured listeners, not like Dan and I, we know, ah. um, talk us through <laughs> a Wiener Schnitzel.
2: So the, the Wiener Schnitzel is, is a take on the Schnitzel, which is like much discussed in Austria where the Schnitzel comes from. A lot of people say it's from Bavaria, like in southern Germany, so like from around Munich. Uh, but the Wiener Schnitzel is, is obviously from Vienna. Wiener means uh, Viennese in German. Mm. Um, yeah. I and thought yeah, they
0: a penis. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a wiener, yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> you learn <laughs> something new every day. Yeah.
1: That's it was the ice cream you used to get with a bargain bucket at KFC, but carry on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so it's like usually the traditional uh, viener schnitzel is, is veal, which I know a lot of people in, in the UK Ooh. kind of, it's, it's a bit controversial, uh, but you can have it with pork or with chicken and they basically take a... A piece of whichever animal you want. They hit it until it goes uh, really, really thin. <laughs> cover it in. The animal crumb. is
0: the animal is dead at this point. The I animal is say. a piece <laughs> of meat. <laughs> a,
2: a piece of meat, I should say. Yeah, they don't just grab some poral chicken and yeah. Um, Sorry, Andrew. Yeah, so they 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 hit it until it's really flat. The there's a, a restaurant in Vienna called Figlmüller. And that's like the yep. schnitzel place to go. It's like where every tourist who comes to Vienna goes to eat schnitzel because it was the, the restaurant that the emperors used to eat in. And they say that a schnitzel should be as big as a toilet uh, a toilet lid. So, you know, the toilet seat <laughs> on a toilet, that's how big a schnitzel
1: should be. <laughs> lovely. So imagine lovely. this like, yeah. bread crummy toilet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what? So that's, like... that's what they say. And, and they no, really are. Like, they
2: come on this plate and it, the, the schnitzel is just like hanging off the sides. And then um, I... I guess uh, more traditionally in Austria, you get it with like potatoes or like a potato salad. But yeah, mm. being British, I do like it with chips. Um, good yeah. lad. So yeah, so that's what, and then yeah, they breadcrumb it, put it in eggs, uh, egg, breadcrumbs, flour, and then they deep fry it. So a good schnitzel should be very thin, very crispy, usually made of meat. But I know for if there's any vegans or vegetarians on the island, you can also make it with uh, cauliflower, which is nice as well, so... So Ooh. it's uh, an option for everyone.
0: Have you ever vinegar um, own schnitzel?
2: No, I haven't. No, um, it's
0: he <laughs> said just as you were taking a drink there, oh.
2: <laughs> I nearly spat it out. Um, no, no, it's one of those dishes. I guess like in the UK, wait, maybe you compare it to you know like a beef Wellington, where I feel like everyone mm. rough, roughly knows how to make one, but it's yeah. too complicated. Where you're like, I'd never make one at home. Like, I'd just go down to a restaurant and buy it because it's easier and it, they usually taste good and it's yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just speaking making, for the great great British British public there, right? like I do not have a fucking clue how to make a beef Wellington. I don't I no. know anyone uh, that would be able to make. Ben, can you make one? Uh, I can actually. Yeah. Oh fuck. Off. Yeah. Get, be, a nice, might get a, a nice maybe just be a that it. they You know. Put a uh, yeah. People walking a load of mushrooms. A
0: no, uh, we we have one every Christmas. We don't. It's not something we have like every every week, but we have one on Christmas Day with our oh, nice. turkey and all the other bits and bobs. It's, it's a little tradition. Oh, but uh, sorry, I've let you down, down. How the
1: other half live? How the other half live? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I save all year for that beef Wellington. <laughs> um, all right, Venus Schnitzel. I like saying mm-hmm. that. I feel like I just want to say it more.
3: Yeah, you say it pretty well as
2: well
0: yeah Um, what was the name of the restaurant again I liked how you said that
2: Fiegelmüller Fiegelmüller F-I-G-L and then space and then Müller M-U with the umlaut L-L-E-R
0: like the yoghurt yeah like the
2: the yoghurt yeah yeah
0: yeah. see a bit cultured Um, I like to think
2: I'm bringing a bit of culture to the island (laughs) we've got plenty mate we've got plenty (laughs)
0: Uh, um, all right what That's was, what was the beer again
2: <laughs> uh, radler it's, it's like a type Rattler. of beer so you can have like the, the the drink the beer i'm drinking tonight otterkringer they have a radler um like the salzburg beer that they was talking about before that has a radler like, every every yeah. beer in austria has a radler and like so it's like a refreshing
0: you... variant of yeah exactly
2: and now the more modern ones have grapefruit flavor and i don't know summer fruits flavor but the traditional one is just with lemon um but yeah it's is good it's just like a shandy like. but a, a but like instead of using 99p lemonade they use like a nice cloudy lemonade
1: nice what about you Danny partial to a shandy? I love a shandy yeah yeah bit of shandy as well tastes like bananas ben <laughs> like bacon no like bananas okay right like
0: um bacon. Banana bacon. You, that doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't work. No, you can't do Completely that. Completely out of <laughs> context. Contact it, reference. Don't do a meme about it either. <laughs> Um Okay. So, we've got that, we've got that, we've got that. Dan,
1: what do you think of his choices? Mm. We're well, literally, having am to sip on my drink then. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bean's roster twice. Ooh. Have, eat, have eaten uh, shit Oh, so how
0: before. the other half live.
1: <laughs> oh, the, the school, Ben. <laughs> And we read porn on the bus on the way there. <laughs> um, genuinely did as well. And Slipknot Duality had just come out at, at Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. It was a very, very nice. good year. Nice. So, yeah, been twice. Um, love Austria. Uh, people are lovely. Um, yeah, really, really nice place. So, yeah, could go with the food, could go with the drink. Trust Adam as a cultured man that he bring a decent beer slash shandy yeah. to the island. Yeah. Um, the game's where I've got the problem just because... <clears throat> Never appealed to me, but like I said, I've seen it in the shop a couple of times. Uh, Edward McMillan, like I followed him on Twitter. I think I've actually tweeted him a couple of times because I did like Super Meat Boy. Thought that was a really cool game. So yeah, I'm kind of, you know what, Ben, I'm gonna gonna leave it to you this time. I'm gonna let I'm gonna be the shit out, so you can uh, okay, you can have a think.
3: Oh,
0: I don't like that.
1: Um, Pressure. Okay. Well, let's yeah
0: the the Venus Schnitzel. Absolutely. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's a cool word. And yeah. I love schnitzels, so why not? And I love Venus. Um yeah. The there drink, absolutely. Uh all good as well. Sounds very refreshing actually. I, I, I it is. I could, it is. When you you set the scene on the river surrounded by beaches. Sounds nice. Artificial beaches. Yeah. Uh all good. Um I love binding of Isaac, Dan.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I really
0: like it. It's probably in like my top 20 Switch games, I would say. Um, it's quite broad. Yeah, and it's just one of those games I feel like I could just pick up now and just be straight back mm-hmm. into it again and then just want to play that for the next few weeks. Uh so there's really no there's no doubt in my mind that as we've we've covered the negatives of it and of, of which there are many, I think, but mm. I, I just love the game. It's one of those that's just greater than the sum of its parts, really. So I'm gonna have to play it. You, are, yeah. awesome you really are, gonna have to. yeah. Gonna have to. Just Four don't pay, on. no, don't pay full price for it though. Just wait, no. <laughs> second mortgage. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I think, I think you're on Adam. Finally, oh, awesome. Yeah, a little, little round of applause for Adam. Take a little bow. Well done, mate. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome ashore. Make yourself nah. at home?
2: Yeah, thank you. Um, I'll uh, I'll go grab the Radler and I'll get the get the schnitzels frying.
0: Yeah. What a boy. Um Right, Adam. So where can people find you online? Where can people check out your podcast, etc etc.?
2: So yeah, the podcast uh, is pr- probably wherever you're listening to uh, Desert Island Cartridges or the OG Switch Island podcast. You'll find it there. Apple, Spotify, uh, sometimes on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, Apple Apple and Spotify, <laughs> definitely. Um, and then the site is just switchindifix.com um go there we have lots and lots of reviews like i said we're we're posting like now like three reviews a week min- minimal this week we're actually having a, a new review every day which is is crazy yeah. because yeah we've we've got such a backlog of reviews now and yeah if you just want to keep w- with me generally you can go to twitter at switch indie and mm-hmm. i don't know when you're planning on posting this but i i'm also starting to stream i'm going to be a streamer um, so I will be streaming on Fridays at 6 p.m. Um, UK time, 7 p.m. Uh, European time, and yeah, hanging out for about three hours, streaming indie games. Uh, the plan is to do two indies a day, uh, sorry, two indies a stream. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you if you want to watch some some indie game content, then come and join us over at uh, Twitch.tv/switchindiefix.
0: Awesome, man! Nice. You are you're doing a real service to indies, and I, yeah, love what you ah, do. Love nice. the podcast. And if uh, yeah, any of our listeners like indies as well, then definitely go check it out. And yeah, I'll be looking uh, looking in on your stream,
2: being a nosy bastard. Cheers. Yeah, nice, nah,
1: good to be say an hello bastard. Yeah, yeah. and yep. it's um, you've got a great Discord as well. Really, really cool. We true. Do. Yeah. Good community. Um, very, very engaging. And yeah. it's um, I think you're probably one of the more active uh, communities that I've seen on there. So and you've got oh, a good group around you. So it's cool. Very, very. Yeah. Good. Yeah,
2: it's uh, it's what I've tried point. to f- to focus on is having a a good community. Like it's it's really important to me that it, you know, that we have good people that are interested in video games and yeah, I think if if you're interested the Discord is um dot com forward slash Discord. Yeah. Right now all we're ob- we're all obsessed with Animal Crossing on there. I know it's not an indie <laughs> game, but uh yeah, we the are world all is. obsessed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's a lovely, lovely community, all all good people. And and Darth Stridius is there as well, isn't he? Yeah, Darth, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. He's my yes. co-host on the podcast. He's my mod <laughs> in uh, in Discord. He's my my right hand man, uh, so to speak. And then uh, he definitely Bunzy, is that. Yep. Yeah, Bunsey is also. Uh, she's a mod in the Discord as well. She's kind of like my left hand woman too. So <laughs>
0: right what? hand, Honestly, hand, hand
2: woman. <laughs> yeah. That's how we roll. That's how um, we roll.
0: Cool. Now, cheers, Adam. It's been wicked. We'll, uh,
2: yeah. Cheers, boys. Yeah, it's been a pleasure.
0: Cheers, mate. And Daniel, it's been Ooh. lovely speaking to you as well. Yeah, it's nice as to see always. you again, Ben. Yeah, yeah. wearing the caps, Should... hey. cap, cap squad, cap squad. <laughs> I <don't know>. um, <laughs> yeah, where can people find you online? I completely <laughs> forgot
1: what we were doing. Just <laughs> having a conversation. <laughs> Just uh, uh, you can find me online on Twitter at Daniel Ward two
0: mm. seven zero seven. Nice. What's what's mm. new on our site lately? I can't remember what what have we flung up.
1: Uh, is it Mechorama? We had Lurries. Pear on, which is pretty cool. We did have Pear on, didn't we? We had Pear on, oh, that pear. was pretty cool. First Name um, Terms. What was that?
0: First Name Terms. First pear. Name Terms with Pear. He's going to yeah. buy
1: us a beer, That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had Pear on, so that was cool. And then we've got a couple of reviews coming up on the site. A couple of mm. decent indie games as well, um, yeah. which got codes for, so that's cool. And really, other than that, just yeah. more of the same of what we do. Just tearing up shit, general nonsense. Rock and roll. We're like the Devolver Digital of podcasting. We really are. We're not wearing any pants. Yeah, we don't care. We get up at 10 in the morning. I don't really have anyone listens from work. I get up at (laughs) 8, if not not (laughs) earlier. Uh, Yeah, we're we're cool. We're hipping with it
2: you are indeed cool and hip and with it yeah <laughs>
0: absolutely anyone
1: that says like, that
2: it's <laughs> like was it a Nintendad who said that you, you're like everyone's cool older teenage brother like a, a little bit edgy swears a lot but everyone's like oh one day I want to be as cool as those guys
0: yeah I'll do yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's us um, cool but well, you can find me at Benji Kong and everything that we do all of our silly bollocks at the Switch Island and the switch Island.com. Uh, And if you really love us, go to patreon.com slash the Switch Island and throw one or two dollars, but no more. No more than that. Nope. These are tough times, so that's all we're asking for. Uh, You can chuck that at our direction to get a little bit of extra content in these troubling times to put a smile on your face. Um, Uh, I know it is
2: troubling times. One or two dollars is a steal for the amount of content you guys put out on your Patreon. I'm a Patreon Patreon myself. I've been I have been for at least a year since whenever you set it up, and yeah, yeah, so, yeah, every I always just see my emails popping up. Switch Island did releases, Switch Island did that, and yeah, it's definitely worth the money if you if you want to support the guys.
0: Thank you very much, Adam. Cheers, Appreciate man. That. Thank you. And lovely, cool. lovely to have you on as always, and uh, yeah, we'll see you and everyone else on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Bye bye. Bye bye.
2: Bye.